Welcome to Uncommon Real Estate, where it's all about finding creative solutions for real estate agents and investors. In exclusive mastermind conversations with some of the brightest minds in real estate, you'll learn how to earn an extra six figures a year. Don't follow the herd. Be uncommon. Here are your hosts, multi-millionaire real estate agent and investor, Chris Craddock and Jeff Safright. Hey friends, welcome here to another episode of your Uncommon Lunchbox with your host Chris Craddock, myself Jeff Safright. Today uh, we are going to talk and discuss how do we get 50 plus deals in a year, Chris? Let's do it. There's three steps we're going to go over today. So with that, sorry, this is like a, this is like a, a uh, it's like a two-step, uh, what is it, like the country two-step or something like that? This is the, uh, the agent three-step? So, similar, something like that, you know, I, I feel like I need to say, but wait, there's more and, uh, you know, I have something oh. to sell. Uh, there's nothing to sell today. Nothing to sell. Don't worry about it. All right. So, uh, <laughs> so here we go. There are three steps and I'm going to say what these three things are. Um, so schedule, skill, and we're going to talk about how to do this schedule, skill, and I wanted another S but I can't get the other S. So I, I want to say like sphere of influence, but uh, it, it's database, really. It's, it's how we handle our database, schedule, skill, and database. So, um, so data, uh, sorry, that's just a terrible joke. I, my kids are all home now. I'm, like the dad is coming out of me. Um, all right. So um, that is what we're, we're going to look at today. So Jeff, I know last year was your first full calendar year. How much, how, how much in volume did you do last year? Uh, I had, uh, I had, I think a little over 50 ratified, uh, we had 45 close and a couple of those were still waiting to close right now due to some other issues. So, so, so right there pressing towards that 50 mark, um, close just under it. What was the volume that you hit? Uh, just shy of 18 million by like 15,000, something like that. That is not a bad number for uh, for year one in in the business. I'll just say that for anybody out there. So um, so here's the deal. I mean, right here, you know, our team, the Redux year, you know, we did over 500 transactions last year on and off market. Um, Jeff, in his first calendar year, just absolutely blew it out of the water by anybody's standards. And so um, I think what we are seeing is that success leaves clues at, at all points in time. And so these are some of the things that we're working on right now. Um, schedule, skill, and database. So let's talk about the schedule. Um, Jeff, I know you've got a morning schedule. I saw you post in uh, some of the stuff you were reading this morning on your schedule. Can you talk to us? Because again, this, again, we're, we're talking uncommon. I'm not in my office today, so sorry about some of the backlighting, but uh, yeah, enjoy it. It's beautiful back there. It's, 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 it's amazing. I thought you were on your green screen. I thought you just put snow up for everybody. <laughs> Love it. Well, tell us about your mornings um, right now and I'll jump into mine and then we'll, we'll talk through that real quick. Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, generally speaking, I get up, uh, my alarm is going off around uh, four o'clock. I'm getting out of bed by four ten, four fifteen grabbing my cup of coffee, sitting down to, to, to read in my spot about 4.35, 4.40. And, uh, and then I read for about an hour. And then I hit the gym for 45 minutes. Uh, I do. Um, I'm a CrossFitter. I, I'm a part of the CrossFit cult, I guess. It's, uh, it's fast and efficient. Give me a 45-minute workout. 
Uh, it's a battle of the mind for those 45 minutes. And uh, so I get both the physical and mental aspect uh, game going on there. And then, and then I, you know, get back home around what seven ish. And then I got to get the kids ready for school and then sit down, look over the day, what we, what we got going on. What are the most important things that must get done today? Uh, work on a couple of those and then, and then get to my lead generation uh, after, after morning huddle and, uh, and some of that. Yeah. And it's, 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 you know, succinct. So this is, this is what is, is so crazy. Now I don't wake up at four, you know, Jeff's a bit of a wild man. And I love that about him, but, uh, um, I, I'm not at four. So for those that say, Oh, I can't do the 4am just know it doesn't have to be four. I mean, it just has to be succinct and it has to be a decision you made. I'm, I'm just telling you, cause right now, I, like it, there's all of these different things that we can do in real estate, but I want to bring it back to like Vince Lombardi, right? Vince Lombardi said, you know, they had one play, the Packers sweep, right? And they're like, we know it, they know it. And he's like, every once in a while we'll get creative and go Packers sweep left, right? That is their whole thing is like, they have one play, they know it's coming, the other people know it's coming, but they're willing, they just are going to execute better than the other side. And so if you just know what you're doing and make it simple, keep it simple, stupid, right? To use a military acronym, um, KISS. You know, if you keep it simple and just do it every single day, you're going you're gonna to win. So sorry, Jeff, you were about to say something else on that. Well, and I always, I always try to caveat when I say that I wake up so early because I think a lot of people think, oh, man, like that's, am- that's amazing or that's crazy or, or show off or whatever else. And it's quite honestly because it's easier for me to get up at, at between that four to four twenty time frame, than it is for me to wake up at six, simply because of my REM cycle, right? I think we've talked about this a few times before. Um, you know, get the sleep app cycle on your on your phone. It's probably on Android. I know it's on iPhone. Figure out your REM cycles because when you're coming out of a out of a deep sleep, you know, and, and you're I don't I don't know exact language for it. You can research it, but. When you're coming out of that deep sleep is the easiest time to wake up. You wake up refreshed. You wake up, you know, your mind is, is very aware. And, but if, you, if your alarm's going off when you're in a deep sleep, you're just sluggish. You're just blah. You're, you're just like really kind of, you know, you have to drag yourself out of bed. And listen, if you can drag yourself out of bed in the midst of a deep sleep, you have more discipline than I do waking up, you know, at that time frame. Because, again, it's more so about the, the, the REM cycle than it is about how disciplined Jeff is. 100%, 100%. And then just having it set. And so one thing I want to say about morning schedule is, um, you know, I heard Gary Keller say this. Uh, he said, a lot of people think I'm massively disciplined. I'm not. I just have habits that I've stacked upon each other. And so, um, you know, this is where it's just so important for us to understand Um like we've got to make the decision. If you make the decision every morning to wake up um, at the time you wake up, you're already in the negative bank. You know, our, our decision and our willpower is like a bank, right? And the more you make, the more you put into these decisions, the more that takes out of your bank. There, there's actually, you know, I, I guess there's been some studies where they've been studying some of this and they call it decision fatigue that happens. And actually Albert Einstein understood this um, because he had his closets all set with exactly the same clothes. Everything in his closet was exactly the same. And the reason why 
was because he didn't want to make decisions, didn't want to use his decision bank and create this decision fatigue on things that didn't matter, like what he's wearing, you know, his, his suit, his whatever it is. So, um, so for us, you know, the, the crazy thing is I naturally was a night person. I like, you know, I'd wake up about, I'd go to bed about the time I'd wake up now, but I decided a long time ago, I don't have to make the decision anymore in the morning because I decided years ago that I'm now a morning person. And when my alarm gets off, goes off, I wake up, that's it. So the decision has been made, right? So that's, what's important. And as we go into the rest of the schedule to, to see what high producers do. Um, and, and again, it's, it's, there's nothing sexy about it, right? It's like, it's just doing the mastering the mundane. That's the difference. Um, the last thing I'll say about like, just making sure that we're doing these things and being consistent. Um, my brother-in-law was the captain of his soccer team at Messiah College, right? They won, I think um, the coach that he had, um, the coaches he had, they won 13 national championships out of 15 years, winningest soccer team in NCAA history. And one of the things that uh, I was told was over and over and over again, they did this, this one drill called the Dutch diamond. And literally it was a diamond and you would just practice passing, trapping, passing, trapping, passing, trapping. It's like the most, I mean, we're talking about national championship players here and they are literally just practicing passing and trapping over and over and over again. So this is what I'm telling you. Um, if Vince Lombardi would start his seasons, this is a football gentleman. Um, you know, John Wooden would teach his, his uh, national championship UCLA basketball playing uh, team how to put on their socks at the beginning of every season. I'm telling you, as much as we want the, the silver bullet, it's these these things that we make a decision, like literally you can make the decision now that for the rest of the year, when your alarm goes off at whatever it is, 4 a.m., 5 a.m., 6 a.m., that you are getting up at that point so that you don't have to think about it every morning and you just set your alarm and then let it go. So, Jeff, I, I think you want to jump in on, on something before we... No, I mean, a couple of things on that, um, you know, first and foremost, I think this is um, this is something that I've had to realize because I'm kind of an adrenaline junkie. Um, I, I love I love adventure. I love exciting things. I love new things. I love, you know, I always tell people like, you know, you know, if you could have, uh, you know, any life that you would want, what would it be? And I'm like, bro, I'd love to be a rock star, you know, like just just live the high life of just, you know, action and and and, and excitement and everything else. And, but the reality is, is that success is actually somewhat boring, right? It's, it's, it's disciplining yourself into the, into simple decisions that create a compound effect over time to, to great success. And, you know, and the reality is that, um, you know, we think that, that, that success is hard, or we think that success requires this, like, uh, I, I don't know if I want to say exuberant lifestyle because that's not necessarily the case, but even with your rock stars, even with like your, your athletes that are living these high lives that we're all seeing pictures of them doing this, that, and the other, the reality is, is 99% of their life is very boring. It's very mundane. It's doing the same thing over and over and over and over again. My daughter, you know, and I know your daughter as well. They're, you know, they're both serious soccer players. And the one thing that I talk to my daughter about all the time is that, that, you know, to be a professional athlete is to do the the boring thing over and over and over until it becomes so mechanical or, or so um, intuitive, right? That so natural, instinctive that 
you know, that it's, uh, you know, that, that you can do it anytime, anywhere and you can do it in your sleep. And then you keep doing it over and over and over. Like think of Tom Brady, for instance, right? Like Tom Brady, I guarantee you that dude lives probably the, you know, a combination of the most exciting life and also the most boring life because he does literally the same thing. I was reading something on him the other day. He wakes up, you know, every, I mean, he's literally on a, on a, on a clock, like by the minute of every day, knowing like when he's going to drink, what, what he's going to eat, when, you know, when he's going to throw, how he's going to throw, like just the, the, everything over and over and over. And it's obviously, you know, resulted in phenomenal success. Well, I'll tell you, I mean, I know I'm going to get some hate mail um, and on this one, but uh, you know, I used to, I used to be like, just hated the Patriots, hated Tom Brady, all that other stuff. And then I, after the Atlanta game where they came back 28 to three, um, I just, I, I asked some questions about myself. I'm like, man, that was so impressive. I was like most people, the common people would have just given up. And, and then I, I started, like, it actually led me to like, start asking some questions. I'm like, why do I hate, why would I hate them just because they're winning? Because they're, they're excellent because they're doing right things. And actually since then it, it actually shifted my, my mind to like, like, why wouldn't I just say, man, people are winning. Like I, I love, I love excellence, you know, to be that good that long. And I'll, I'll say this, if you guys haven't watched the Facebook video, Tom versus time um, about Tom Brady, um, it is so good. Just, just in your uh, Facebook search, type in Tom versus time and just watch those videos. You get an insight into him. And actually one of the, one of the things, and, and this is about the schedule piece and then we'll move on. Um, uh, it's actually schedule and skill. Um, which is the next piece. Um, one of the things was when he, his coach was watching him and he was like, uh, his coach said, you know, most people, most quarterbacks, uh, when they're throwing, they, they work on things that are going to get them a lot better. They're like, Tom is at a place where he's got to work on the things that are going to get him better in the margins, you know? Mm -hmm. And so they, they showed, he's like, just get a little more whip with your, your hips here when you release the ball. And it was, it was so intriguing to me. It was so interesting because of the fact that he was willing to do those things. And I, and I still remember Tony Robbins talking about that with, with what people are like the master versus the dabbler. Um, and, and the dabbler, like, like if you pick up a new sport, you get a lot better, a lot like really fast. You're getting chunks better early on. But then after the early phase, you get to that middle phase. You know, there's a book called The Messy Middle. You know, you get to that middle phase where it's your, your improvement is in such increments, you stop seeing it as clearly. And then, you know, you just, you just stop working. Sorry. And that's why most people quit after they, you know, before they get to master um, after they, you know, just have improved a little bit, but um, all right. So schedule. Let me say one more thing before we get to, before we go to skill. Um, and, and I'll also say I'm incredibly guilty of the, of the dabbler versus the master. Like I, you know, I, I, you know, I got some serious ADHD when it comes to things. That's the reason I read two or three books at a time, et cetera. Um, but the one, one last thing I say about the schedule, and you probably heard this a thousand times over, is, is the, the day starts the moment you go to bed, right? So, so when you stay up past your bedtime, when you stay up past the, you know, the, the time that you need to, to prepare for tomorrow, you're actually borrowing into the next day's energy, right? Into the next day's resources. So, so, so keep in mind that, you know, that the, the, the day starts the night before that, you know, and, and I think that that's one of the things that I, that I still struggle with from time to time, right? When, especially uh, during COVID when, you know, when we're all at home, we're all, you know, I didn't watch Tiger King, but my wife watched Tiger King. 
right? When, you know, everybody's watching these silly Netflix shows, it's like you can get addicted to them. And really what you're doing is, is you're borrowing into the next day's resources. So, so just keep in mind that, you know, that, that the day starts the night before. It's probably good. You didn't watch the Tiger King. I could see you getting new aspirations. Um, <laughs> all right. So schedule. So um, here's the deal. Wake up at the same time every day. You pick your time. It doesn't have to be 4 a.m. It doesn't have to be 5 a.m. It doesn't have to be 6 a.m. But pick your time and wake up at the same time. I'm telling you, it's just make the decision now so that you don't have to make the decision every morning. Okay. So that's it with the schedule. So you're waking up. Um, you're also, you've got to feed your goals, right? Because all of us have been in a place where we've lost, um, lost drive. And the whole reason you lose drive is because you feel like your goals are too far away, right? You're in that middle, right? You've, you pass dabbler and then you're in the middle, which is why most people quit, right? Think about real estate. I think over three years, it's like an 83% uh, rate of people dropping out. Well, the reason why is because it's, it's, it, you know, maybe they get a deal right away. And then after that, it's just hard. And then they drop out. They're not willing to, to do what winners are willing to do. Right. That that's just it. And, and, you know, Jeff just made the, the point that what winners are willing to do is oftentimes boring, just grinding it out. Right. So Jeff was a wrestler. I think, uh, I think wrestling is, is one of those pieces that, that reminds me a lot of real estate because wrestling, you know, I wrestled in high school. Um, I wasn't, I wasn't great. You know, I've destroyed my shoulders and everything else. Through, but, but what I can tell you is this, um, one thing about wrestling is you're just willing to grind it out, grind it, grind it out for that, you know, couple minutes of glory on the mat, right? Like, uh, you know, for the meat, right? That That's it. Cause wrestling, it may be Jeff felt differently, but wrestling practice stunk. It was, it sucked. It was the worst. You know, you're literally like you have trash can days where you're puking in the corner, but you're giving it everything you have, everything you have for those few minutes of glory. And, and the same thing's true in, in real estate, like where you're, you're grinding it out, you're making your calls, you're doing the things that you have to do that are, are hard and painful for that, you know, that moment of like them, the contract getting accepted, people signing the listing agreement, you know, all the other stuff where you're like, yes, got it, let's go, you know, so Anyway, that's, that's that piece there. So with your schedule, you got to have your motivation. You know, you wake up, you write your goals. For me personally, I'm a Christian guy. So I read my Bible every morning. You know, I feed myself spiritually. I go to my basement. I work out. Jeff does his CrossFit. So we're feeding ourselves physically, right? Um, Brandon Bouchard in High Performance Habits says that, uh, that high performers create energy. And if you're not working out, you're probably not going to be creating energy for that day. So you create energy. You work out in the mornings. Um, and then, um, eat breakfast, do whatever you need to do to fuel yourself, to get ready to go. And then every single day you've got to lead generate literally the, the difference between common and uncommon is uncommon people lead generate every day. Boom. Nine o'clock, eight o'clock, nine 30, whatever your time is every day, you need to make that decision now to lead generate and you're so that you're not making the decision every day. And with that said, the last thing you should do is decide who you're calling the next day so that you're not making that decision in the morning, right? Because you don't want to rob it, rob yourself of that energy in the morning. I'm telling you, when you control your energy, and you can tell I'm a high energy person, but when you control your energy, you can focus it on where you want to go and you move those rocks, right? So that's really, really, really important. So, um, can we talk yeah, about lead gen for just a second, or do you got more points that you got to get to? Well, we got to get to skill and database, but why don't we, uh, why don't you go ahead and, cause I know you're, you're a machine on lead gen. So why don't you go ahead and, uh, 
and talk about that for yeah. a little bit. Well, because I, I mean, I think it falls into the in, into the skill, especially because here here's the thing, and I've you know I'm working with a couple of people on our team and uh, doing doing some different things. And, and listen, I, I, when I listen to people lead generator when they're making their phone calls, um, we are, in my opinion, way too formal on the phone, right? Um, I mean, here's the reality. I don't ask for telemarketers to give me a call, right? I don't schedule time in my day. I, you know, we're, we're both very busy people, right? So when, uh, when someone's calling me about, uh, about the, um, what's the thing on my car, the warranty on my car, or when somebody's calling me about, you know, whatever it is that they, that they want to sell to me or that they want to invite me into, like, I didn't ask for that call. They're disrupting me. And, and the beauty of it is, is they all identify themselves from the moment that they, that they jump on that phone. They're like, you know, well, the one is the recording, right? So for the, for the dumb warranty, but a lot of times they're like, hello, Mr. Safe, right? Uh, this is so-and-so, how are you today? And, and it's like the way that I kind of talk about it, and we can get into this more later. I realize that I, I want to do some more teachings on this, but it, it sounds like, do you know how the difference between how you talk to your grandmother and the way that you talk to your buddy at the bar? Like we make phone calls or we, we lead generate, we make our calls oftentimes like we're, we're speaking to our grandmother right? And if you're calling a grandmother, maybe that's fine. But, you know, we really, I, I like, I find most success when I get more informal in my phone calls, right? And, and so when I'm calling somebody, uh, I'm calling them as though I'm calling a buddy of mine, uh, like that we're, you know, that we're either at the bar or we're getting ready to go to the bar and have a beer, you know, and, it, and the casual approach. And then my goal is 90% building rapport, which sounds strange, but, but that building the rapport allows for a trust factor to be born so that I can then set the appointment and then talk about business when we get there. But even when I get there, it's 90% rapport and you know, or maybe 50% rapport. Let me just tell like, so here's the crazy thing. Um, and we'll get into, like, I mean, this is skill. So we'll, we'll officially switch to skill now because, you know, if you get everything done in your schedule where you're, you're working on yourself in the morning, you're working on your lead gen um, late morning, and then you're servicing the business you've got. And frankly, if you don't have business in the afternoon, lead gen more. I'm just telling you, if you have no business, Legion in the morning, Legion in the afternoon. I promise you, you'll have more business than you know what to do with. I promise, promise, promise you. But here's a, a few years ago, um, I was working with a buyer and I remember just calling a guy and I was like, I was like, hey, this is Chris Craddock. Uh, how are you doing today? And <laughs> like, because I, I lost my train of thought and I just said, how are you doing today? And literally he's just like, uh, is this a sales call? <laughs> I was like, that's exactly what salesmen yes. do. It's like, yes. hey, how are you doing today? You know, and I'm like, my tone of voice, everything. I sounded like a salesperson. And I'm like, man, I got to lock that away for when I'm talking yeah. to people when I'm lead jitting. Am I using say, like sales language? And we all know like the salesman, hey, how are you doing today? I'm like, no, you just jump right into it like you would with a friend. Yes. And listen, you know, when I'm calling people that are, you know, that, that, that have, you know, very, from various lead generation uh, places or whatnot, right? And one of the biggest responses is, is, you know, I'm no longer selling, right? That's how they know they can get me off the phone. And like, you know, dude, I would immediately just bust in with a joke, be like, what? I thought we were going to the beach, you know? And they're like, you know, that like, that startles them out of like this, like, oh, this is a sales call. You know, th then I get into my muscle memory of sales resistance, Right. And they're like, wait, what, what, what did you say? And I'm like, I thought we were going to the beach. I have my bags packed. I got my plane ticket bought. Like I, I was coming to Florida to visit you. And they're like, 
I wasn't moving to Florida. I was like, oh, okay, where are we moving to then? And like, you know, nine, well, let's be more realistic. 70, 70% of the time, seven, seven times out of 10, I can at least extend that phone call to right. where we can build some trust. We can build some rapport. And then I can figure out like, are they, and, and through that phone call, they'll, they'll let me know, like, are they really not selling or uh, are they putting it off or do they have some issues they got to get through? And, and really that allows us to, you know, like I literally just this weekend listed a home, sold a home for like 25,000 over list uh, on somebody that I started talking to last January who immediately told me she was not going to sell, right? Did that, boom, worked it, continued to nurture it, continued to develop it. And now that we got through the process, she's giving me three different referrals just simply because you know, I was willing to wait patiently with her and develop a relationship and rapport before I, you know, before I tried to list her home. That's, I mean, it's just, it's just awesome. I mean, it is, this is, is skilling up. How do you talk to people? So I'm going to give a couple, um, uh, a couple books recommendations. Actually, there's one that is an old book. It's not on audible or anything. It's Barbara Walters. It's, it's how to talk to practically anybody about practically anything. And here's one little takeaway tool, um, on your skill. Um, she was talking about, um, uh, what's her, uh, Anyway, she was, she was talking to a really rich and famous person that had a history of not really answering any questions with anybody. And so she found that when you're talking to a wealthy person, if you ask them about their first job, they will always open up to you, right? That's a skill. You put that away. You're like, okay, next time I'm talking to somebody very wealthy or very famous or whatever, you ask them about their first job. And it's so funny because I asked... Um, one of my friends who I was getting to know who owned, you know, a couple massive, massive businesses. I mean, he has sold for massive amounts of money, insane. And I still remember my wife and I were there and we asked him, hey, what was your first job? And literally he lit up like a little boy and telling me about his paper route and how he set up his paper route and got other people to work his paper route with him and all this stuff. And he just lit up. And I was like, oh my gosh, these questions and these skills are transferable um, to everything we do in life. So, um, so yeah, the Barbara Walters book was really, really, really good. Um, Jeff, I'll, t- I'll tell pitch. Anything is another great one. That one's on audible. I love that one. Um, I, you know, one of the things they talk about there is the power frame and I'll tell you this. So the power frame, um, you know, he talks through it, but, but one of the things that we see is once somebody like sets their power frame up, it's hard to get them to change. Like they say, I'm not paying 6% commission. Um, how do you get out of the power frame? How do you have the conversation before that comes? How do you, how are you skillful enough to know, okay, what are, what's coming here? So I'm going to actually give a little bit of homework for skill. And actually, why don't, oh man, we're at the end of the month. So I'm going to give some homework for skill and then I'll let Jeff, Jeff do a couple. So here's first one is write down 50 reasons why somebody would be an idiot to not work with you. Your first 10 will be fine. Like that, that won't be a problem. Your second 10 will start to be hard. Your third 10 will be almost impossible. But then your, your last, um, I guess you got 20 left. Sorry, math, not strong suit. I've only got five fingers. Um, but your last 20 starts to like, you start to walk with swagger. Your chest comes up, your chin goes up and you're like, 
dang, people would be an idiot not to work with me. And I'll tell you what, when you start walking into listing appointments, when you start walking into buyer consultations, you walk with swagger that you know, makes people, people want to be with winners. I'm sorry. If you walk in saying, you know what, I'm not sure that we can do it, but we sure will try. Nobody wants to work with you, right? That's not the way they want to do it. So you got to be able to believe in yourself and that confidence is transferable. And please understand, there's a massive difference between confidence and arrogance. There's a fine line, but there's a massive difference. Um, Pitch Anything, another great book. Um, anyway, Jeff, so I gave, I gave a couple books. Jeff, do you want to give anything? And then we'll come back and we'll do skill and database um, uh, when we're back. I'm actually going to be in Mexico on Thursday. I think we've got an awesome guest on Thursday, but yeah. Well, well dude, I got my bags packed. I'm ready to go. Bring it, um, come on. <laughs> Wear my Aruba hoodie too. Come on, I'm, I'm ready it. for it. Come I on. see it. So, you know, I don't, I mean, I would say, you know, I learned a lot from Chris Voss's, um, you know, uh, book on negotiation. Uh, I, I, you know, I did his uh, masterclass, um, you know, the match and mirroring and a lot of different things that he does there, uh, I, I think are good personally. I mean, I, I, I took notes on the two books that you mentioned because I might check them out because honestly, I haven't found many books that I've enjoyed when it comes to, 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 to scripts and, and, um, you know, and sales and things of that nature. But, uh, but those are, those are two that have definitely helped me a lot. I think that, you know, again, uh, what would I say? Um, you know, for me, it, it comes down to, it, it, I think that list is good because it, and really coming up with stories, right? So, you know, I, I think it's, we're going to have to dive into it a little bit deeper, but, you know, in the beginning, I, you know, I co-opted our team stories, right? And, you know, because, you know, I'm on the team, right? And so we did this as a team. And so I used a lot of inclusive language until I got my own stories. And then I, then I started using more personal language or more uh, first person, right? So, you know, the we switched to I, right? Um, but again, a lot of it was, you know, let, let's go over this. What's the percentage of people that, that choose their agent based off of no like, and trust? Like the vast majority of people choose their agent based off of who they know, who they like, and who they trust. Well, they may not know me, but if they like me and then I can build rapport to where they get to, to know me, right. To where they feel like they know me, then that makes it much easier to trust me. Right. And so in that, you know, that's why I think that we jump to business way too quickly, whether it's in our calls or it's in our appointments, you know, like I was telling someone earlier today, or I mean, earlier this week, like, you know, when I was reading all these listing books and, and, and these different real estate books, like everything told me, like, don't leave the appointment without them signing your contract. Right. Uh, all these things I've never, I, you know, this might sound crazy and I'm not telling everybody to do it. Cause I know everybody else says to do it differently, but I've never asked someone to sign a contract in the middle of a listing appointment. Well, let me rephrase that in the last year. I have not asked someone to sign a contract in a listing appointment. Right. I've developed rapport. I've established myself as a professional. I understand what it takes to sell a home. I understand. Uh, and, and I really coach them through the process and we can get to that more next week. But um, again, I think that, um, you know, learning to have fun and not take yourself so serious in the, in the process is, is really going to change the dynamic for you as, as you're moving into skill development to, uh, to acquire buyers or to, or to get listings. That's awesome. That's awesome. All right. So we're going to come back. So schedule. Um, this is the last thing I'm going to say. And then Jeff, uh, you can take us home. 
Um, schedule is so absolutely important. Make your decision now for the rest of the year, what time you're waking up. And, and for me, I play racquetball early on Fridays, so it doesn't have to be the same time, you know, but I know, you know, my schedule, my, my alarm goes off at a certain time, Monday through Thursday and a different time on Fridays, but that decision has been made, right? That's just where it is. Um, when I, we, we have our morning calls, you know, I work, wake up and work out that decision has been made. Um, so all of these different things, um, Jeff, the, uh, Kelly, the book is never split the difference by Chris Voss. Um, it's an awesome, awesome book. If you've never read that so good. And he's also a masterclass. Um, and, uh, so all of these decisions have been made and then skill, I'm telling you, just start working on yourself. You know, both Jeff and I had got, like, we both believe in it so much. We had gone back to school and both, uh, have doctorates. We can't really do anything with our doctorates. Um, but we have them, right? <laughs> you know, yeah, so, right. Um, so it's really, really good. Uh, yeah, we can't operate or anything that my kids say would be cool, but you know, it is, it's, it's cool anyway. But all right, so we're going to come back next week um, on this. I, I do need to say this. If anybody's sending any business over this way, Jeff, where, what's the best way to get in touch with you um, if they want to send any referrals your way? Yeah, you can, uh, you can give me a call, 703-899-7270. Once again, it's 703-899-7270. You can also look me up on Facebook. I'm in the Uncommon Real Estate Group. Uh, You can also, uh, you know, just search Jeff Safright. And I'm trying to get better at the rest of social media, like Instagram and these things. But um, there, I think it's at Jeff Safright. Awesome. All right, Jeff, let's uh, take us home and uh, we'll catch up with you guys soon. Awesome. Let's do it. Hey, friends, this is uh, concludes another episode of the Uncommon Lunchbox. Hope you've enjoyed it. And uh, we'll see you or I'll see you Thursday because Chris is going to be in Mexico as he uh, humble brag there on us. And uh, on Thursday, enjoy your time, Chris. I'll see you. I'll see you, though. Uh, same time, same place. Until then, continue to crush. Bye. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of Uncommon Real Estate. Subscribe to the podcast to stay up to date with the latest mastermind conversations from Chris, Jeff, and other uncommon real estate industry leaders. If you love this podcast, please write us a review. And to fast track your real estate career, go to chriscraddock.com. 